Um, so just a few housekeeping things, just so you know, we have disabled the videos. Um, the chat will only come to Eden, Karina and I. Um, you should, if you enter, put anything in the chat, it will say host and co-host. So that will come to the three of us, uh, but not to everybody. So there is a, a level of anonymity in this meeting that we don't usually do. But um, that's what we're about. So welcome. Our aim this evening is to facilitate this moment so that we might all honour, remember and mourn that which is lost and even release what needs to be released. Today was the shortest day and therefore it's the longest night and it's an opportunity to pause. I've seen so many things on Facebook today with people rejoicing about summer's coming and the days are getting like, no, wait, hold. We need to be in the darkness for a minute and remember this moment. So this is a moment to take, to sit with our losses in the darkness. Had we been together in person this evening, you would have found several stations set up that you could participate in. You might have been drawn to one or one of them over the others, or wanted to go around all of them, or just a few, and that would have been entirely in your control. But because of the way this evening is running, we've restructured these stations, and we're gonna take us through all of them. We've created this space in a way that you have the freedom to engage, with each stage as you choose to or not. And no one will be watching you so you can do what works for you. How you enter into this and engage with it is entirely up to you. We're just glad that you're here and hope that you find some comfort through it, even in just knowing that you're not alone. This evening is created in a way that hopefully meets a number of needs because we recognize that grief and loss are complicated. If a station doesn't meet your particular need, um, then please don't feel obligated to participate. Just let it pass you by. But please hang in there because there might be something else just coming that will help you. We will each do different parts of this evening and we've built some moments of silence into our time together too. So again, you are very welcome. Let's just take a breath together. Take a deep breath in. And a big breath out. Get as comfortable as you are able to, and then Eden will start us off. I'm gonna read a poem called Light a Candle. Light a candle, see it glow, watch it dance. Remember the light of the person you have lost. They shine even still in memory. So consider the name, the deepest sorrow you have experienced through the loss of the person or through whatever has been hard that you want to honor. You're welcome to cry. Consider and name the greatest joy this person or situation brought you. You're welcome to smile. Consider and name the most ordinary thing you miss about this person's presence or the norm normalcy of the time and place you are honoring. You're welcome to wrap your arms around yourself and give yourself 
a good hug. We're gonna move into two minutes of silence. It'll be timed, so don't worry that we've lost the time. And I'm just gonna start it by ringing the bowl and I'll end it by ringing the bowl. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're gonna to move into an exercise called the Tree of Remembrance. And um, our video, Sarah's video is going to switch to an overhead view. And in this time, what we would invite you to do is to, um, in the chat, if you wanna give us a single word um, naming, the loss of any kind. It can be the name of a person. It can be an experience um, of loss things. So you might want to, you know, put a, a name or say your mom, or it might be divorce, or it might be a loss of health, something like that. If you can distill it to one or two words, and Sarah is going to just kind of create this active, um, representation of our collective experience together here as we move through it. So we're gonna give you just a moment for that. And if you go to the, to the chat, um, 
you can send it to any one of us um, and we will forward it to Sarah or you can send it directly to Sarah. just going to spotlight Sarah here so that everyone can see maybe a little better. Something else you might consider is to hang an ornament to honor your loved one. Uh, I believe in the message that included the Zoom link, there was a, um, a link or a download for a printed ornament if you wanted that, or you can do your own however you would like there. But, and maybe even if you have your own sheet of paper and pen in front of you, you might consider just writing their name down and contemplating that. And as you do that, consider the greatest gift this person gave to you in their lifetime with you. Perhaps you wanna consider the biggest challenge that this person joined with you in, a way that they were alongside you that was meaningful. If it feels right, you might consider placing your hand and applying some pressure to your chest and just consider thanking them for joining you on your journey and for the difference that their presence made. And if you'd like, I'd invite you to take just a big breath in Hold it for a few seconds. And breathe out. As you see all the names or other words of loss on the tree, know that you are not alone in your grief. We grieve alongside one another. Our losses and hard times may be different, but we are here together. We are bound together in love.
I'll keep going and uh, get through the rest of these as you carry on. So even as you continue to watch uh, Sarah writing out the losses of our collective grief, um, I want to take you into a listening exercise. So in context of this loss that you've expressed, consider what you may be holding within that might need to be released. You may not want to or be ready to. We will acknowledge that too. But if there is something that comes to mind that keeps you stuck or causes you more pain and you are ready to let it go, this exercise may be helpful. If this loss were an object, what would it look like? We acknowledge that our emotions and heartaches can be carried in our physical bodies and that they can cause undue wear and tear to us. Acknowledging where we carry the emotional pain and heartache can be a pathway to releasing them and restoring our strength. So where do you carry that loss, that object on your body? Jesus never leaves us or forsakes us. So let's ask Jesus to show each of us how he is with us as Emmanuel in this loss. If you have a sense of Jesus with you, consider listening with him on whether there are any pieces of this loss that are causing you harm. If imagining Jesus with you is difficult, consider entering into a gospel story that reflects your loss and where Jesus is already in the story. Are you willing to let go of that difficult or painful or unproductive piece of your sorrow and loss? If there is something that you would like to let go of, open your hands in an act of release and hold your hands open long enough to see what Jesus might want to fill you with. This exchange is not a one-off. These feelings and the pain we may, uh, and the pain may come to visit you over and over again. But Jesus 
is always willing to be there in the painful feelings with you and to exchange anything you would like to let go of. And if letting go is too much of a stretch for you this evening, and letting go just feels like another loss, Jesus is still more than willing to sit with you in this loss. There are no terms or conditions on God's presence in our lives. There's only their willingness to be with us no matter what. So if you hold this object that represents your grief, with Jesus at your side, consider letting him hold the weight of that with you just so that it's not all on you. As we let aspects of our losses and grief go this evening, ask Jesus what letting go would look like. Might look like throwing a rock into a lake or burning something, or just laying it down and walking away. Jesus, we welcome your presence in our grief and loss and ask that you would come alongside us to help us carry these burdens. Thanks. If you have a paper and pen nearby, um, I'd like to invite you to maybe write a prayer at this point. If, um, if words fail you, however, maybe consider just writing a simple list of words that describe your loss. A prayer doesn't have to be a poem. It doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It can be silent tears or a deep groan or an even an uncontrollable wailing. Nobody can hear you right now. A prayer brings you and your deepest pains, brightest joys, and your most mundane feelings into a time of connection with Jesus. Jesus was a man acquainted with grief, and he is not afraid of yours or mine. There are no limits on ways to pray. You can read a prayer that somebody else has written. You can write your own. You can breathe a prayer. You can weep your prayer. Pray with somebody else. Hold a moment of silence in your heart. You can move your body and walk it out. So let's just have a quiet moment if you want to write something. And then uh, Karina and I will lead us in a few breath prayers. So let's just have a minute of quiet.
there might be something that you want to go back to at another time. I often use my morning journal time as a time to write a prayer. Um, but right now, let's, uh, Karina and I will lead us in some breath prayers. Um, I'm going to say the inhale, and then Karina will do the exhale. Um, so then we can do this together. So if you inhale, even in my grief. Exhale. I am held in love. Inhale. All of my emotions and experiences. Exhale. Are worthy of honor and being seen. Inhale. My sadness is allowed. Exhale. I honor it without judgment. Inhale. Jesus, Son of God. Exhale. Have mercy on me. We're going to move into three minutes of silence again, started and ended with the bowl.
Rina and Sarah and I are going to um, read through um, a prayer called A Prayer for the Brokenhearted at Christmas Time, written by Sarah Bessie. I pray that God would be near to you, a strength to you. I pray for comfort. I pray for a friend who knows, a friend who sits in your sorrow without fear, a friend who doesn't try to jolly you up. I pray for endurance in your heart and in your mind and in your soul and in your strength. I pray for perseverance beyond what you think you can bear. I pray that you would be someone who does not give up but continues to take up the space you need. I pray you will know how to ask for what you want. I pray for a community that meets you where you are at. I pray for comfort. I pray for warmth in your home. I pray for candles and for lamplight, for good books and for movies, for long walks in the darkness lit only by streetlights or stars. May your voice crack with tears when you sing on your own this year that there is a thrill of hope and the weary world rejoices because mm. you are longing for a bit of rejoicing. May you fall asleep humming good songs of hope. I see you trying to sing in your sorrow, and I think it's one of the bravest things I've ever seen. I pray for courage. No one ever told us how much courage it takes to have a broken heart, did they? No one told us how brave we would have to be to simply carry on. And yet here we are, here you are. I pray for courage to rise up in you so that you can get up out of bed for another day and do what you need to do to carry on. I pray for an appetite to eat good food. And I pray you'll go to bed on time and sleep well. I pray you'll be good to your own self in the midst of all of this. I pray for your hands to find work you enjoy doing and for creativity to give you a respite. I pray for you to find the intimacy of the Holy Spirit in these days. I've often found that it is in the wilderness and in the darkness and in the loneliness that the spirit draws near. I pray for the active and intimate presence of the mystery of God to be close to you in ways you couldn't name or explain or understand. I pray for dreams that will comfort the hours of sleep you are given. I pray for peace in you and through you and about you. I pray for glimmers of reconciliation. I pray for bad jokes and for the kind of laughter that makes you want to whoop and pound the table a time or two. I pray for friends who become family and I pray for family to become friends. I pray for God to be near to you in ways you never could have expected. I pray that this will give birth to a great compassion in you, a love for our suffering world 
like you've never known. After all, now you're in the company of the people of the unanswered prayers. We can hold both hope and grief together. I know there is something for which you cannot even pray. There is no faith left in you. I pray for that unnamed thing too. I have a bit of faith and you can have it. I don't know what it is in you, but I know you carry it. And the better thing is that God knows. I have always been so thankful that Jesus is described in Isaiah as a man of sorrows, a man acquainted with grief. This God I can let into the inner chamber of grief. They're acquainted with my sorrow and will deal so gently like a good mother with our broken hearts. I pray for hope to rise unbidden and unforced and surprising, like a flower breaking through the cement in a parking lot. I pray for you to tend that tendril of hope like a gardener, protect it, let it grow wild and unexpected into the places you least anticipated. I pray for opportunities to serve others in your life. I pray for Jesus to bring you people into whom you can sow your inexhaustible love and your flagging energy even now. I pray for eyes to see the company of the brokenhearted around you and that you will become a place of rest for each other. I pray you will find something or someone to love in these days. I pray for real reciprocity of relationship, that for everything you receive, you are able to give someday. I pray for the prayers of children to be spoken over you. I pray for the love and joy and the peace and the hope of Advent to be yours. Maybe this isn't your season for celebration, but the good news is that Advent and even Christmas isn't just for the ones who feel happiness. It's also for the ones who are afraid and wondering, who are refugees and who are brokenhearted. You, as you are right now, were written into the story from the beginning, and you have a place here. You belong at this Christmas table. And I dare to pray for joy for you. I pray that everything you are sowing in grief, you will reap in joy. It will be a different sort of joy. We both know that. There is the uncomplicated joy of those who haven't suffered. And then there is the joy that is born of suffering. The joy that is deeper than the loss that preceded it. The joy that is in seeing redemption and yet knowing the scars you bear from the wounds are beautiful to those with eyes to see. And may the light break through the darkness to warm you and guide you somehow. Amen. Amen.